Thank you for tuning in. This is the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. And now for the show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's show, I have Tracy Slepsevic. Uh, she is an integrative health coach. She's the founder of Pure Health LLC. And she's the author of Warrior Mom, a mother's journey to healing in a mother's journey in healing her son with autism. So welcome to the show today, Tracy. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, let me just start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your journey with your son with autism. Okay. So I initially was going to school for psychology and then my son was diagnosed with autism. And so I quickly changed my tune, uh, once I was educated on, you know, addressing the underlying conditions associated with autism. So my child could function. Um, it did take me over two and a half years to try and figure out what was wrong with my son. So I was kind of, you know, pushed around the system and pediatrician was just telling me how everything was just so normal and two preschools telling me my kids got special needs. They can't care for them in Harbor regional center who lost my paperwork. So it was quite the journey and I didn't want parents to have to go through what I went through because I find that early intervention is key. The, you know, the younger they are as their little brains are developing, the, the, better chance of being able to get some functionality out of them. So I, and how old was he when he was diagnosed? So he was diagnosed when he was about three and a half years old, but I started to see a regression when he was about one. Okay. And then he started to lose speech, motor skills, some cognitive function. And then I literally, my kid just kind of went into a little bubble and it was like, I couldn't connect with him. So, um, from there you, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you. So from there, once he turned about four, you started to do more research and try and figure out how to, to deal with it. Yeah. So I always say there was definitely divine intervention in my life. So I say, God always sent me angels whenever I was at my lowest point and I just didn't know what to do. And on the day that Noah was diagnosed, um, I had to head back to the office and walking down the hallway. I saw my naturopathic doctor, his office was adjacent to ours. And he saw me crying and he reached out, he gave me a hug and he's like, what's the matter? And I said, well, no, I was diagnosed with autism. And he looks at me and he steps back and he's like, no, it's going to be fine. I want you to go home and I want you to do your homework. Cause I feel like kids these days are making great progress with biomedical intervention. Now at that time, I knew a lot about nutrition, uh, as I had studied most of it in my twenties but I knew nothing about biomedical intervention, which is truly just addressing those underlying conditions and using a lot of like non-traditional therapies to, um, for healing. And one of those was really addressing the gut 
in the gut-brain connection. So our gut is connected to our brain via our nervous system. So if you have a messed up gut, which a lot of these kids do, then it's definitely going to affect you neurologically. And Noah had been on a lot of antibiotics most of his childhood from ear infections. And so when you see that like distended belly, the dark circles around the eyes, the paleness, um, can't sleep, you know, self-injurious behavior. A lot of those things are really related to gut issues. And once you address those gut issues, a lot of times, not every time, um, you will get, you know, speech that will come back from these kids. A lot of the behaviorals behaviors will start to go away and you'll see that they'll start to come to a little bit. And we did do a lot of other things. You know, we implemented some supplements um, that the doctor recommended. We did hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which I wouldn't recommend for a child unless they have tubes in their ears. So no, I had tubes because of all the ear infections, because going into a dive chamber, um, you have to be able to clear your ears or it's, you know, you can blow an eardrum. So I always caution on that side. And other than that, we just really, we threw everything at that kid, but the kitchen sink, we traveled to the Ukraine for stem cell therapy when he was seven, um, that really helped him regain his motor skills. And then over the years, I really, always wanted to write a book to educate parents. So I had been a parent advocate for a lot of different organizations. And I felt like I was seeing the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm like, wow, I just need to write it all in a book. And then people have it right there for them. So as I saw, you know, COVID coming about, um, you know, autism started to increase. So recently the rate of autism uh, has gone up to one in 36 from one in 44. And the CDC pretty much bases it on eight-year-olds and eight-year-olds only. So it really doesn't address the full, you know, um, age range of children between two and 18. So you could probably say somewhere around, I would say somewhere around, you know, one in 20, one in 25 kids probably are on the spectrum. And experts are saying that by 2030, we're going to see that the autism rate is going to be about one in two. So I felt the need to, to really reach out to those parents. And I wanted to reach as many parents as I possibly could. So here again, another angel comes into my life and she had just wrote a book and she's telling me all about it. And I'm like, well, I've always wanted to write a book about my story with Noah. And she's like, well, what stopped you? So I went home immediately and just started writing. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea of structure. So I started to take some online courses and, and really dove deep in how to lay it out. And that, that itself was a journey and a process, but, um, it landed me in a really good spot as to where I found a great literary coach, a wonderful, she ended up being my editor and a wonderful, um, you know, uh, publishing company that I ended up working with. So today, as of last week, Tuesday, 
um, in it being Autism Awareness Month, uh, we released uh, uh, my paperback of Warrior Mom. So it's super exciting. Yeah, that's very exciting. So before I get to your book, I wanna I wanna ask you a few questions about some of the uh, things that you saw with your son. So with Noah, when when you would do some of these treatments, what were kind of some of the results you would see with him? So let's say you would do the hyperbaric chamber or uh, some of the treatments. Um, I know, especially with food, autistic kids tend to have a lot of um, like tactile issues and like with food issues, they only eat certain foods like chicken nuggets and french fries and and because they're very sensitive to to touch and taste. Uh, so how did you handle those types of issues and what kind of results did you see when you did certain treatments? So I always say you are what you eat and food is a big thing. And yes, they do have a lot of sensory issues, um, but every kid is different. So Noah would take and he would shove a bunch of food in his mouth and he'd look like a great big chipmunk. And then he would just be like, until he finally like swallowed all. Now people used to always be like, well, aren't you afraid that he's going to choke? And I'm like, well, he hasn't choked yet. So, um, <laughs> so yes. They're picky eaters. And unfortunately, this is one of those big challenges that parents have. And what I tell parents is number one, you're the parent. So you get to be the parent. You get to tell them what to do, what not to do. A lot of times we allow, and I'm guilty, uh, our children to dictate how we parent. So um, a child is not going to starve themselves. They will get hungry to a point as to where they will eat what's in front of them. And it's, it, that's not easy. It's to sit there and watch your kid not eat and to a point as to where they're starving and then they'll eventually eat what you put in front of them. And so also when you, when you talk about what kind of benefits did I have from all the different types of treatments that we did. So with diet and supplementation, I found that his speech and his awareness started to come back. So a kid who had echolalia. So at first he lost all his speech. And then I would start working with him with different cards and pictures and stuff like that, where he developed echolalia, which means he could process the last word that came out of your mouth and he would repeat it but he didn't really understand what it was that he was saying. So I could be like, you know, Noah, say the color red, red. And that's really all he could comprehend, but he couldn't put two or three words together. So after just a couple of weeks of implementing a very strict diet, and I don't mean every now and then I was extremely strict on no gluten, no dairy, no soy. And eventually it led to no sugar. So no sugar, refined carbs. And I just started to see a lot of speech come out of him. Um, he was able to sleep more. Now, a parent who barely slept for, you know, four years <laughs> of their child's life, it's, it's like an aha. It's so wonderful when your kid can sleep through the night. And that's because they're not in pain. So a lot of times you'll see them do self-injurious behaviors mm -hmm. and with the diet, the self-injurious behaviors will go away. 
because these foods can leak into the bloodstream and they act as like opiates on the brain. So the kids don't feel any pain. So my kid had a really high tolerance for pain. And then as we moved on to other things like hyperbaric oxygen therapy, I can tell you a lot of behaviors started to diminish from doing hyperbarics and hyperbarics has, you know, that, um, benefit is to where it takes down inflammation in the body. Uh, as he got a little older and he was about seven years old, we went to the Ukraine for stem cell therapy and there's different types of stem cell therapy. So we did do fetal stem cell therapy. And so for two days, Noah received an IV of stem cells. And then they did like a couple injections into the stomach and literally, I can't even begin to tell you overnight, almost the kids motor skills skyrocketed. Now this was a kid who couldn't hang on to a monkey bar, let alone go across the monkey bars. So when we got back, we, from the Ukraine, we ended up going to the Renaissance fair. Now Noah loved trying to climb rock walls. Now he usually couldn't get past the first couple, you know, climbs as to where you could still reach him. And he looks at this big, huge rock wall and he's like, mom, I want to try it. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So he gets on there and he literally flies up this rock wall and rings the bell. And it was a really, really tall rock wall, not the short ones. And I'm like, holy I I couldn't believe it. I fell to my knees and I was like in tears. I was calling my husband. I'm like, you won't believe what just happened. And then within a month, Noah graduated from occupational therapy and they were really working on, I had a list of things that, that he had to be able to do for me to let go of that service through the school district. And one of them was he had to go across the monkey bars. So he was going back and forth across the monkey bars. He could balance on the half moon ball, which he could never do before. He could balance on a swing and swing himself. He could tie his shoes, which he really didn't have the coordination before to do. And so all of this was kind of like an overnight thing. So I feel like strength, coordination, balance, a lot of those I got back from, from him doing stem cell therapy. Um, the, it did it help with like any type of cognitive improvement. I don't really feel that, 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 you know, was, it was beneficial to that towards that. Um, but as they, as they grow a little bit older, um, and Noah also suffered from reoccurring pandas. Now pandas is like high levels of strep in the blood. It stands for pediatric autoimmune neuropsychotrophic disorder associated with strep. And this can cause major inflammation on the brain. So a lot of kids that have ticks, Tourette's, behavioral symptoms, ADD, ADHD, autism, anything behavioral related, um, usually has a diagnosis of pandas. Now pandas can cause further neurological damage. And if it's severe enough, can even cause death. So, um, the Western medical community doesn't even know what pandas is. Yeah. I've never heard of it before. What's pandas. So this is one of those underlying conditions. So I always tell parents first and foremost, 
well, first and foremost, you must believe. You must have a clear intention and a belief that your child will fully function someday. You know, will they get rid of their autism diagnosis? I don't know, but my main goal was to make sure that Noah could function in society. And that was the most important thing to me. So I was ecstatic. He was making such great progress and he was doing so well with all the different types of treatments that we were doing. But for pandas, a really big one, because a lot of times the traditional treatment for pandas is more antibiotics and IVIG treatments. And IV immunoglobins is something that will boost your immune system. Your body naturally has them. And as we have that oxidative stress, it breaks them down. So what I, what the goal of it is, is to build those blocks back up, right? So we can fight off infections and so on and so forth. But I didn't find that I found it was very expensive, but I didn't find that that was something that worked really well. But I do find that IV ozone therapy works tremendous for pandas. So that was one of the things we've done high dose vitamin C for it and all different types of IVs and boosting the immune system. Um, it definitely has kept Noah because he's got a lot of autoimmune issues um, from getting sick. Like during COVID, um, we were not vaccinated and we did not, none of us got COVID, but we were going in for uh, immune boosting IVs. We were going in for like um, a vitamin C drip with a glutathione and, you know, which will detox the body in, we literally stayed healthy while everyone around us was, was getting really sick. And we actually were still traveling and going outside and exercising and exercise is super important. So even though my kid doesn't like to exercise, I literally. He literally, I'm like, you get to walk to the bottom of the hill and back up the hill. And then he works with out with a trainer three days a week because they're in front of a computer too much these days. Mm -hmm. And they're not mobile. When we were kids, we were outside playing and having fun. And we didn't have, you know, cell phones or computers or anything to keep us sedentary. So that's super important is kids being active because I found that during COVID, I saw um, a bit of regression from Noah and it mainly like social and anxiety and depression because he was sitting in a dark room and he was playing video games with his friends or just doing his online schooling and he would never open his windows. So sunlight is really, really important because it boosts ser those serotonin levels, as you know. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been, a, you know, a learning curve the whole way. And then I ended up going back to school for alternative medicine and, and, uh, got my certification as a health coach and just really started working with not just kids on the spectrum or parents with children with, with, uh, special needs, but also with people who had underlying conditions and to address those underlying conditions with, you know, eating proper food and, exercise and, you know, a combination of things, which yeah. I feel is truly important. 
Yeah, all of those things. I mean, obviously they are very important. We do we we know that. We just we do know that. We we are finding out more and more and more how important that gut connection is uh and how leaky gut can affect us in so many different ways. But so you decided to write this book because you wanted to connect with other people and help them. Uh but tell us a little bit more about it, uh, some of the important insights that you gained from your research, some of the important uh, insights that you gained maybe from writing this book or uh, just in general from things that you've learned from all of the things that you've done to help Noah. So at the beginning when I got an autism diagnosis, I mean, I remember just feeling very lost and alone in the number one thing that truly assisted me on my journey was reading books, was going to parent meetings, going to conferences, doing all those things that people should be doing today. When you Google healing autism, you're not really going to get what I got back in 2008, 2009. Um, you're going to get a whole different story. A lot's been scrubbed and pushed out under and like, um, you know, big pharma owns it all. So I, you know, laid it out in a book as to everything I felt I needed back then during that time, you know, once Noah was, was diagnosed. So I laid it out in three parts. The first part is truly a story of inspiration and hope. I mean, we went through, if we could have gone through it during that time, we definitely did. Um, we lost our business and our home because my husband fights big insurance and eventually they fight back. Um, he exposed uh, the insurance companies and the state of California insurance commissioner at the time for fraud and collusion on smoke and ash claims. And they did a smear campaign. He wound up on the front page of the LA Times and there with the business, there went you know, our, our income. And so then my husband was just doing consulting jobs and I was picking stuff up and selling it. And so the number one excuse I get from parents is, oh, I can't afford it. It's expensive. Well, I could, I didn't have two nickels to rub together at the time. Our house was in foreclosure. We weren't making house payments. And if I could pick it up and put it on eBay, it was gone. And I bartered for treatments. I'm like, listen, I will do your marketing. I will work your front desk. I'll even scrub your toilets, whatever it is that you want me to do. I'll do it if I can get this treatment for my son. And if you set that clear intention, I believe you can create anything. So I always say where the mind goes, the energy flows. Um, it's always a beautiful saying because it works so, so well. So I wanted people to have that hope and inspiration that anything's possible, even when you're at your lowest and you have nothing. So, and then part two is really like a source, a resource guide, or what do you do if you think your kid could have special needs, not just autism? There's, it's a wide spectrum of disabilities. So what are these questions you should be asking yourself and where do you go? Nobody gave me that guidebook of where do I go and what do I do prior to the age of three, after the age of three, I was learning all these things on, on my road. And I kid you not, God just sent me angels. Every time I was at like my wit's end, somebody would come into my life to lead me in that right direction um, to guide my path. 
And then part three is really all about the different healing modalities, really digging deep into nutrition. It's so simple. And if somebody tells me that they can't afford to eat real food, I'm going to tell them to go plant a garden. (laughs) It's super cheap and vegetables grow fast. I swear to you. Um, I learned this through the whole pandemic that, that the coolest thing I've ever done is like grow a garden because I, I'm like, Oh, I don't have a green thumb. I can't do this, whatever. And then how comes all these vegetables so much that I'm giving them away to my neighbors because it's growing so fast. Right. And you get excited Uh, about it too. (laughs) I know everything that grows like, it's like exciting. And then you get 8,000 squash and the last thing you want to eat is another squash. (laughs) (laughs) Me and zucchini, I was making zucchini bread, zucchini pasta, zucchini, uh, casserole. I swear everything had zucchini in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so these are the different things you can do. And then I, I, I do have, you know, a chapter on vaccines that doesn't go into the controversy of vaccines, but truly gives facts and history about vaccines. Um, and so you can make a, you know, an educated decision for yourself and for your child, whether or not it's safe to vaccinate. Um, I'm not that doctor. I'm not that one that's going to tell somebody to do something or not do something. I'm going to say, if it was me, this is what I would do. And, you know, all of that was kind of summed up in, in one book. So if somebody reads it, they can kind of take notes and they can have everything that they need there. So I found that as I was mentoring parents that I was repeating myself. So I kind of just rolled it all in a book. And then I'm like, if anybody ever has questions, reach out to me after you read it. So those questions that weren't answered in the book, then I'm, I'm happy to answer those questions for you or refer you to the person who can answer them. Um, but number one, really the step in the right direction is to find a good functional medicine doctor for yourself or for your child with special needs. If it's a kid with special needs, then there is, um, medmaps.org. So it's medical association for pediatric special needs. You can find a doctor that does specialize in treating kids with special needs and addressing those underlying conditions. So they can have a baseline of what to go off of and which direction to go in. Because if I didn't have that, then I I probably would have been all over the map, just trying to figure it out as I sort of already was. (laughs) And, and finding a physician that you trust, I think too many times we find one and even if we don't really love them, we stick with them because we're too afraid to find another one. But, but finding a doctor, finding one that you trust and finding one that you feel has your best interests in mind because you want to know or, or even get more than one opinion, get 10 opinions if you need. Because if you get 10 opinions and three of them are over here and three of them over here, but the rest of them are in the middle and all the same, then those ones in the middle are probably the ones that are the best that are, that are, are correct or are, you know, the ones that you should go with and trust your gut when you're, when you're finding a physician and when you're, when you're looking for, for the answers that you're searching for. Right. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. So I literally was in a ball of tears finding Noah a physician because we didn't have a lot of money. And so we found back then they called them Dan doctors. They went under defeat autism now. Now they're called MAPS doctors. So you do have those doctors that are going to price gouge you. They Mm -hmm. truly are. But I had a very wonderful friend, the same man who led me in the right direction of healing. He was one of those angels that came into my life, my naturopathic doctor at the time, um, who assisted me and called. I was in Redondo Beach at the time. He called all the Dan doctors in L.A. County and asked them, you know, what's your protocol? What labs do you go through? What kind of tests are you running? And he did all of this for me. So I was truly blessed in that aspect. Um, I did put it in the book as to what type of questions, you know, you should be, you know, asking to assist them in that, uh, on that journey. But I, I truly got lucky. I, (laughs) Um, so this day, I still thank that man for, for all the wonderful things that he did for me during that time to, to guide me because I did find the right doctor. And I have parents that are like, well, this doctor didn't really sit well with me. And I said, well, you have to understand that your intuition and your feelings and all those things, that's God telling you this probably isn't the right person for you and you should listen to it. So a lot of times we ignore it. We kind of shove it aside and, and, and we don't pay attention, but you're absolutely right. Finding the perfect doctor to treat, especially your child, not just yourself, um, is, is, you know, key to healing and success. Yeah. So if you had one resounding message that you could leave or give, not just from your book, but just in general to anybody going through this, what would it be? So I always leave people with this message of get, make sure you get out of your head, move into your heart. And if you leave the rest up to God, then it'll all fall in place. You truly, truly, truly have to set a clear intention and believe that your child can recover, that they could lead a fully functional life. Even though my son may still have autism, he is a fully functioning 17 year old kid about to graduate that can drive, can take care of himself, can cook. I so say he could clean, um, but that's, He's That's still 17 the, though. Still 17. So. <laughs> it's just a battle to get him to clean. Yeah. But, you know, and that was, that was my intention for him is that he wouldn't be this kid who was staring at a wall and couldn't communicate, couldn't function, couldn't do anything. And it, it was really important for me that he would be able to do those things for himself one day. And he can. Thank you so much. I think that's such a good message because I do know it's that is very, very scary for a parent to hear that or to hear any anything about their child at all. But but thinking that their child will not have a fully functioning life, I think it's probably one of the biggest fears a parent can ever have. And to know that there is hope and to know uh, that that their child can can live a fulfilled life i think especially you know 
15, 20, 30 years ago, that was not, not a message that was out there. Uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. You know, if, if your child had autism, there really was no, there was no option. There was no hope. There was no, no resource out there for them. And to know that there is now and that your children can, can have hope and can have a future, I think is a great message to put out there to the world, to know that you should keep trying and no matter what you do, believe that your kid can and will succeed in, in life for sure. I agree. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the show. So if people are looking for your book, they can go to where? So my book is sold pretty much online wherever books are sold. You can go to warriormom.org and there's a book tab and it gives you all the different links to different book sites that'll take you directly to it. Um, if anybody ever has, has read the book and has questions and would, you know, would like to have a free consultation, I'm open to that. They can contact me at Tracy at warriormom.org. And, you know, I'm, I'm here to be in service to others and however it is that I can educate them and guide them on their journey. I'm happy to do it to the best of my ability. Great. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. I will have that in my show in the show notes as well. Uh, so I'll have the link to warriormom.org and I will have your uh, email as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you as well. You take care. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. We will see you all next week. Bye.